1: Greetings audio enthusiasts, whether you're at the gym, lounging in the kitchen, hands wrapped around a cheering mug of coffee, or using this broadcast as a cover of white noise while you desperately put everything back where you found it in the house guest's room. Because now that you saw, I mean, why else would he have, okay, calm down girl, I've gotta clear my mind and get out of here before, is that a car in the driveway? Anyway, the following podcast is not real. And now, enjoy the show.
4: A weekly podcast from the magical land of foon. I'm your host Arnie Neecamp. If you've never listened to the podcast before, do not worry. This is everything you need to know about 2 years and honestly almost 3 years ago, I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago, as predicted by my high school yearbook, into the magical fantastical land of foon. Luckily, I'm still getting a Wi-Fi signal from the Burger King through the dimensional rift, and I use that to upload a podcast I record every week. Here in the tavern, the Vermilion Minotaur, in the town of Hogs Face, which is now being run by me and my cohorts in the land of Foon. And I'm joined, as always, by my buddy, my co host, and my co member of Library Face, Usador the Wizard. Department of Homeland Security. The Department of Homeland Security, where we run Hogs Face, Usador the Wizard.
3: I am Usador, wizard of the 12th realm of Ephesius, master of light. Hold on. Go. Go. Yes. Come on. What? Ah. Oh. You said sort of what? The buzzards are having a terrible season. The skir buzzards? Yes, 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 yes. You
4: said sort of, we're doing the podcast. This isn't the well, time I to be watching. Well, I murdered a horse. Also, you murdered a horse in the middle of the tavern. Well, it was a bad horse.
3: I only murder the worst horses. Mm-hmm. If you see a horse smoking with a big pipe, you know it's bad. And those oh. are the ones I kill.
4: Oh. Murder. With a big pipe? Yes. How, right. would,
3: how would you smoke?
4: It's uh, It's complicated or we spent almost all of our time in this tavern. And look, yes, my Camry did smash to the wall and is still sitting in the middle of the tavern. But don't, like, kill a horse right next to it. But how else am I supposed to watch the game? I want to see what's going on in the Middens game. And
3: <sighs> frankly, I just need something to cheer me up because I don't know if you've noticed this. But there's this bird next to me that I don't care for. Oh, that's right. There's a
4: starling very close to the table. I don't care for starlings. You know how much I love birds. And the starling has like a mayor sash. Uh, what the starling is wearing a mayor sash? What chirp chirp motherfuckers? Oh, <gasps> chunt! You didn't. Sorry, not sorry. I'm a starling. Wow, chunt! Last week you were an oyster, and the week before that you were an ape, and usually gorilla. You... Gorilla. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I am so sorry. That's we'll not make a monkey bad. out of me. I was a gorilla, I'm not an ape. So sorry. I don't really entirely know the difference, but I understand that, that was Ugh. a bad mistake for me to make.
0: Typical but now idea. you're
3: the most despicable shitbird.
0: <laughs> Starlings are not shitbirds, okay? Yes, they are. Well, I met someone, okay? Ugh. I'm just I'm getting older and I feel this anxiety of like I should settle down soon and so I've been going on a lot of dates and yeah,
4: usually you're that an adorable some hookups and Yeah, usually you're an adorable talking badger but John, in the last couple of weeks you've just been having sex with lots of different animals and turning into lots of different yeah. animals. Well, I've a bit of a
0: menagerie, I admit it, but yeah, I'm just looking for the one, I guess. I'm just
4: Yeah, he's just been on a real ass menagerie. <laughs> I'm sure that's that 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 stopped me dead in my tracks. <laughs> I'm sure that's very hard to hear. Uh, well,
0: I just uh, Mr. you know, I'm just Ma- looking for someone.
4: Mr. Mayor, are you doing okay?
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm just, I want a family, you know? I want, I want someone to go home to every night. I want someone to talk to about my day. And, Arnie, you've been that for a while, but,
4: you but know. But we're friends.
0: But we're friends. It's not, you know, it's not like that. Mr.
3: Mayor, can you excuse us for a moment? Yeah. I'll be-
0: I'm very torn
3: here. First of all, I respect the office of mayor.
4: Oh, sure. Ever since you found that mayor's sash in the old mayor's office, you've been very respectful towards it. Mm-hmm. Second,
3: I fucking hate starlings. Oh, yeah. They're oh. the worst bird.
4: That's like the only thing I know about you. What?
3: Third, Chunt's my friend. Yeah. So I'm going back and forth here. I hate starlings. I like Chunt. I respect the office. I don't know what to do.
4: You know what? What? Two out of three ain't bad. Two out of three ain't bad. Two
0: out of three ain't bad. Ass menagerie. Ass menagerie. What a fascinating
3: turn of phrase, Arnold. Yeah. I've never heard such a thing. Two out of
4: three ain't bad. If chunt is two out of three, he ain't bad. Sorry, Uh, I I came back a little early, sir. That's all right.
3: Arnold has just blown my mind with his earth wisdom.
4: Chunt, is it exhausting to just flap your wings and, like, hover in front of that microphone? Mm, no, I feel
0: pretty good. I, I mean, my bones are hollow now, so it's it's all pretty pretty easy. I feel very light. Brag much? Because my bones are light? Yeah. Way to show off. You, just, you called me a shitbird seconds ago.
3: Oh, Chunt, I'm sorry. Mr. Mayor, uh, I'm, I must admit, I am... Uh, All akimbo. Uh, I'm (laughs) flabbergasted, and uh, I don't know how to respond to you this week. Uh,
0: What's the scuttlebutt?
3: You're a starling, but you're chunt, and you're the mayor.
0: Well, also, that that reminds me of something. Mayor Manana would like to continue to be called Mayor Manana, even though he's no longer mayor. I suppose he did hold the office. That's
4: Gonna be very confusing. Just call him Mayor.
0: That's what he wants. Okay, he's been moping around all day. He's very sullen. He's gotten all kind of mushy. Sure, I'll call him Mayor Banana. Thank you, guys. I just don't want him. Don't don't call him Banana Man. Okay, and Eustace, it's it's me. It's Chunt. I know. This is just, you know, this is
4: just skin deep. Look beyond that, huh? Look, you two are going to have to figure this out because we have a lot of work to do together to run this podcast and to run Hog's Face. And look, I wanted to come here and talk about how hard it is for me to raise this new orphan boy, Brad, who had his hands burned off and then smashed by an obsidian wizard hand, but I I don't need to make everything about me.
3: I fixed that, by the way. And it's Arnie Lad.
4: Look, he's my orphan. (laughs) I can call him Brad. (laughs) All right. I call him Potty. How is that going? It's oh, confusing. Guys, let's talk to our guest. I'm very excited because one of the most famous and powerful people in all of Foon is here. It's Larry Birdman from the Men's League.
2: Hey, guys. I uh, I apologize that I'm a little late. I was just watching the end of the uh, Skirbuzzards
3: uh, game. Oh, uh oh, oh, oh. Don't don't spoil it for me. I have a I have a murdered horse over here. Oh, I've, you've got, I, a I've on got delay. it on delay. Yes. Oh, okay,
2: fair enough. Uh, good to see you again, uh, Arnold it's and uh, Usador Lawrence uh, and who is it's Larry? This
0: uh, is this is Chunt. Oh, wow!
2: I you didn't, probably didn't uh, recognize me with the mayor, Sash. No, I didn't take you for a starling fucker. But uh, nonetheless, good to see you, Chunt. I uh, hope everybody's having a having a good time. You're in much uh, better spirits than when well, I last saw. I'll, so I'll I... have
0: you know the Starling that I had sex with was very well known. Very well known. I won't say who. You clearly want to drop this name, so drop it. No, it's it's drop it's, the name. No, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. How are uh, you, Larry Birdman?
2: Yeah, I got to tell you, I'm in a great mood. I'm in a great mood. I really uh, I got some R and R lately. Uh, some uh, some rest and rice. And uh enjoyed the, uh, both of those quite a bit. And then during my rest, I did a lot of uh, reading, which I don't normally get time to do. in kind of a busy... Well, why don't you
0: call that R and R and R?
2: That's a great point. I don't know why I don't.
0: Yeah, because you said R and R, and then you tacked on another R, which was reading.
2: That's right. And I also relaxed throughout oh. that entire process. So it could, I could call it the four R's. Yeah. R and R and R and R. Yeah, but then it's just getting too long, and it's redundant. <laughs> redundant, that's a fifth R. Well, yeah. That's right. And then that's yeah.
0: What have you been reading?
2: Well, have you guys read this uh, this one groovy Minotaur series by Rook What? <laughs>
0: Everybody's
2: been talking about it. It's unbelievable. Oh, oh
3: yes, I've heard about it, but I haven't had a chance to read it yeah, yet.
2: That's great. It's it's uh, it's about this groovy Minotaur, uh-huh. and then each of the s- subsequent books in the series starts with a the the next you know ordinal number moving up and discre- like the second one was was two swanky cyclopses and then and then three randy centaurs and so forth. Oh. But the main character is this this groovy uh, minotaur and he's like a it's it's part like boiled detective
4: yeah. and
0: part hardcore porn. It's unbelievable. Oh, it's uh and he's
4: so b- many dicks. What's that? Just so many kinds of dicks. Oh yeah. Detectives yeah. and uh, you know, penises. Oh. Yeah.
2: No, but it's it's really not the, the sex is Necessary and uh, you know done in an appropriate way, I guess I would say. But regardless, these it's uh, it's an incredible series of books. So I just finished the fourth one of those. I've been reading them. Been binging on those and having and a great And I'm sorry, time. what
4: was the fourth one again?
2: Uh, the fourth one, was, yeah, that's the uh, the Four Chill uh, Wood
4: Elves. Four Chill Wood Elves. Yeah.
2: They're running out of synonyms for groovy. Sure, yeah. Like, pretty fast, <laughs> which was... Uh, uh. I don't think Rook Nasterly understood how uh, how big this series was going to get.
4: Is Rook Nasterly, like, a famous author in food?
2: Uh, it wasn't until this uh, series came out, but oh.
3: now... But now, one of the most famous uh, bird authors in all of food. That's... Who I slept with. I
4: didn't. What? What?
0: I slept with Rook Nasterly. She's Wait. a
4: starling. Rook
3: Nasterly
2: is a starling? Yeah. That's right. A female starling.
4: Wait a second. Is Rook Nasterly a nom de plume? Well, oh, she has a plume. Hmm.
3: She has plumage. She's a bird. I am beside myself. You have slept with this author who has changed her name clearly from Starling Nasterly to the Rook Nasterly. I, I respect the office. Uh, I'm sorry, Lawrence.
2: Any, uh, any spoilers for the upcoming? Did you learn anything about the next one in the series?
0: Uh, well, let's just say... At least the title. <laughs> let's just say when we get to seven, we're going to see some swans. All right. But what's going to be the
4: adjective?
0: Seven swans sucking. <laughs>
4: oh. Hmm. Mixing it up a little bit. Uh, that doesn't... It's a off I'm nose. not
2: sure you slept with Rook Nasterly. I'm just going to lay that out right oh. now, just based on one context Fuck. clue, <laughs> which is there's all of the books... It goes uh, an ordinal number, followed by an adjective, followed by a creature, like seven sultry swans right. it if, if If he had said that, then I would have believed mm-hmm. it, maybe Rook Nasterly said that, but maybe if it 's a
0: working title Could oh, be. so if somebody finds it, they're not like, Oh, this is clearly you know mm-hmm. they're like, what
4: is this i don 't know. if you think about it too, like you're you're getting cozy with a starling, and they're like, Hey, I happen to be rook Nasterly now. I know what you're thinking. I'm not a rook.
2: Right. I mean, there's a lot of reasons to think. Now now that I'm running it back through my mind, I'm pretty sure you just got duped into, it. into kind of ordinary
0: sex. Well, it's still fun to fly. Yeah, sure.
2: Yeah. But it's great to be back Ooh, yes. uh, here in Hog's Face. Uh Great news, as I'm sure you're well aware of, but it looks like for sure Hog's Face will be getting a uh, a mittens team within <gasps> oh, the year. Really? What?
0: What? Really? What?
2: Yeah, oh, the, that uh, is good news. The bids are in. There were three qualifying bids uh, from potential owners. So uh, now it's just cutting through the you know all of the paperwork and the red tape, and we have to vote. Uh, it's very clear, in my opinion, which of the three potential owners should be allowed to own the team. But. Uh, you know, people don't usually uh, go with my decision or a logical decision when it comes to mittens, unfortunately.
4: Yeah. Uh, well, you know, Usador and Chun and I have been running Hog's Face, and, and I guess we didn't know anything about a mittens team coming back to town.
2: Do you need a bird? Yeah, well, if you, the bird comes onto the field, as you know, it yeah. will be disintegrated or caught for 700 uh, points. Oh, that's
0: true. Can't, we can't lose a mayor, so. Yeah, you don't want to be yeah, you anywhere. You stay away.
2: You don't want to be in bird form anywhere near a mittens field. Sure, that's sure, for sure. That's right, that's right.
4: Well, who are the three potential owners?
2: Yeah, I'm sorry that uh, this wasn't conveyed to you. Uh, certainly should be, and you should have a say as uh, the coterie running this town at this point. But uh, yeah, there's there's three different ones. Um, there's first there's a group that I think is probably uh, the least likely to succeed, and that's um, it's it's just a bunch of hedge funds uh, who have put some money in. Uh, you know, they're groups that want to build a mittens field with hedges on either side of it and they're willing to fund that oh but that to me is unlikely uh the ones that i support are lord and lady super hoot um oh. are those gra- the, the owl owners yeah yeah that's right and they uh they'd like to call the the team the Hogsface hoot babies
4: hmm. well they've got my vote oh, a fun, well
2: fun name to cheer for they're terrific they're basically royalty and foon in the sense of uh they made all of their money saving people's lives, and then people just gave them money for how good they are as people, uh-huh. and then they donated almost all of it to charity. Oh. Um, they've put in a hard offer, uh, $25 million in gems and gold. Oh, oh. So, that's a lot of gems and gold. That's right, and that's that's $5 million more than the asking price for a, for a mittens team, so... Uh in my opinion, that's just a cut and dry. We should give it to Lord and Lady Super Hoot and Hogsface should be the Hoot babies. Oh, but then there must be they said there's a third one still though. That's right. The third one is supported by certain members of the uh the Bentons uh confederation and that is it's uh it's led by a gentleman named Mysterious Anonymous. Hmm. Uh, almost certainly an evil uh entity. Probably. Uh he uh is willing to put five dollars down, five <laughs> five coins and then all future payments will come via conquered souls, huh? Which sounds appalling. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know. It's it's based on the future, right? Like, who knows if there's he's even going to conquer these souls? And then if he does, why are they
3: worth anything? Yeah. What are you going to do with these conquered souls? I don't know. It's easy to collect souls. Or to buy someone's soul, oh. or to sell a soul, or to make
0: c-
4: conquered soul into
3: grape juice.
4: Also, let's not overlook five coins is a lot less than twenty-five, 25 million.
2: million, right? I mean, these souls are going to have to be super valuable to make yeah. up
3: that delta. I mean, let me, hold on, it's twenty-four million nine hundred and ninety-nine thousand nine hundred and ninety-five less.
4: How oh, does that have to take your word for yeah, it? Yeah, that's correct. Hmm.
3: Yes, it's not a good deal. Now, who who's pushing for them? To even be in the race. It seems ridiculous. It seems uh, uh, obvious.
2: Yeah, it's, uh, I'd say we're almost evenly divided. Uh, It's probably going to come down to one swing vote, uh, one way or the other. And mostly it's uh, uh, friends of the Dark Lord who are supporting a mysterious anonymous bid. Mm. And then everyone else is like, why don't we take the 25 million from the extremely nice charitable people?
3: I will say, the one thing that makes me. Interested in this other bid? Is that's a cool name? Mysterious anonymous. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it makes me want to learn more.
4: Yeah, I don't know. You gotta balance out a mysterious with like a more common last name, or an anonymous with a more common first name.
2: Yeah, that's like in uh, in uh, in in one groovy minotaur, the uh, the hero's name. Is Jack Escalator, which I I love that because it's one regular name and then it's you know the name of a of a a fantastical name. That's right.
4: Yeah, that's a great name. That's a great name. Oh,
3: you might not know this. Like, say
4: my name was like uh, Ryan to Georgie, I would definitely want to change it to something cool like Jack Escalator.
3: Yeah, Jack Escalator. You might not know this Arnold because you're not as familiar with the game. But in the game Offices and Bosses, there is a thing that is an escalator. Oh, yeah. yeah. It escalates you to another floor in a building. Oh. oh. Okay. all you do is stand there and have a stair that moves and lifts you to the very next level. Isn't that incredible? Yeah. Is it some sort of metaphor in the book? Is Jack Escalator uh, someone who, who, who wants to rise up in the world?
2: I just read a paper, like a child wrote, like a, a thesis paper on exactly that.
3: I love children's theses. Yeah, you would way ahead of it hmm, Wait, theses
0: is that the plural for
4: that no theses uh, is right
0: ah okay so we have the hoot babies the hoot which babies. is the best name I mean just coming out of my mouth I want to cheer for that all night long hoot babies are there names for the other two teams did I miss that
2: the hedge fund uh, we haven't heard anything okay. so far from them uh, and then mysterious anonymous wants to call
3: it the Soul conquerors huh,
0: which on is on the nose yeah. yeah
2: consistent with how they mm. plan to pay
3: uh, yes it's it, it Well, I am sorry that you're having this conundrum uh, come across your desk, but is there any chance that the deciding vote is our mayor? I mean, I would like that
2: to be... You're going to
0: leave that down to a banana? You're the mayor.
2: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, uh, it makes sense to me. Uh, that you, as the leaders of the town of Hogsface, have a vote. But again, when it comes to mittens, what what makes sense is never what's accepted. Yeah, how does this process work? It's been a long time coming, I'll tell you that, because when you want to bring a team into the league, uh, you have to start with 1,000 submissions. So that can take years, because usually there's only five to ten that are interested in submitting so you've got to go out and get all these submissions you need one thousand, not submissions but you know, uh, names a thousand signatures if you will that say this town needs to have a mitten's team. So once you get that thousand then you set up a meeting and that meeting is designed to put in place a schedule and that schedule will design whether or not you're going to have future meetings to decide whether to put a team into place. The whole thing's taking about two and a half three years uh, to get moving but
3: we're almost there. I had a petition that I tricked people into signing by putting at the top, this town needs a mittens team. And then over needs a mittens teams, I put needs an enema. And then had them sign that. Because they wanted an enema, they, but they didn't want an admittance team. Oh. I go around and go, this town needs an enema. That's a shame. I, I hope <laughs> that then the everyone signed have- it. I got all the signatures. But then I didn't have enough money to really be
0: in the bidding war. This is a weird town. <laughs> Well, if it's up to the mayor, I mean, hands down, I'm voting for the Face Hoot Babies. It yes. would be great
2: to have Lord and Lady Hoot Baby in town that often. It would be tur- super Hoot, Excuse super me. Lord, Lord and Lady Super Hoot. Yeah. Just,
4: I just wish I knew more about this mysterious anonymous person. Like, are they related to Beautiful Anonymous? What? <laughs> haven't you guys met this Beautiful Anonymous person? No, I haven't heard about them. Are they related to Pseudonymous Bosch? Oh, I don't know. Possibly. Hmm. But Beautiful Anonymous will just talk to anybody for an hour. If someone, like, talks to them about their problem, they'll talk to them for an hour. Surely they they can walk away
0: or something. No. Really? They
4: will. They'll give someone a straight-up hour, and they will just listen and engage with compassion for that hour, and then they're done.
2: That's got to get hard. Oh, yeah. There's this great character in the second book of the One Groovy Minotaur Mm -hmm. series named Nick Cigarette. And what he he is all about, he's a great listener. Uh And what happens is Jack Escalator is a man of action. You know what I mean? Like, whether it comes to the boardroom or the bedroom. yeah. And he's almost never in a boardroom. Let's <laughs> sure. start with that. Like <laughs> uh, he's uh, mostly uh, yes. out solving mysteries. Yeah. Rarely, like, one of the books involves the boardroom. But wherever he is, man of action, Nick Cigarette is a man of processing other people's words and then using that to help Jack Escalator. Oh. Oh, the man behind the man. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Oh, interesting.
3: Mm-hmm. Now, uh, in Offices and Bosses... There's a thing called a cigarette. Now, if you see a horse that you know is bad, it's probably smoking a pipe. But in offices and bosses, they smoke small cylinders
4: of paper with tobacco in them. Yeah, they're called vapes. Hmm. Okay. Larry, I have a question for you. What will this do to Hogsface? Like, aside from who gets to own the team, how will this change Hogsface to have a team here?
3: Well,
2: it'll be terrific for Hogsface. It'll boost the economy. Well, that's good. On any given weekend or two to four month period, whenever, however long a mittens game takes, you will often have more people in in town just to watch the game than otherwise live in the town. And when those people come, they're going to buy rainbow bowls. They're going to look to, you know, buy property. They're going to do all the different things that, that boost the economy of Hogsface. And so
3: that's a big pitch that we always use. Uh, at the Mittens uh, uh, Confederation. A lot of people will come here to the tavern for, for drink and sustenance and, uh, and a bed to sleep in. Oh, that's good. It will be very good for you, you miserly old greedy
4: man. Look, that was only for about 15 to 20 minutes. Now, we
3: are going to need
2: the people of Hogsface to pay for the stadium. Why? Well, because, I mean, it wouldn't make sense for... The, the super hoots to not only buy the team, but buy the stadium as well. That is, I don't
3: understand why anyone would do that. No, so but, the, but wouldn't the FML, once they've been paid for the franchise, wouldn't they take part of that money to then build the stadium? Yeah, you might think, but that's not how it works. Oh. Uh, instead, what happens is the FML takes all of that money, okay,
2: and then we use it uh, for our pleasure. And uh, then I- the people who are going to go to the game, they pay for the stadium.
0: Arnie, this would be a great branding opportunity. Maybe our podcast can buy them a stadium. Think about all the promotion we would get.
2: Oh, think about it now. Get in nuts, stadium. Makes sense to me. Uh, in fact, this year, people have started being able to uh, not just observe a mittens game via murdering a horse or the walk and pop or the magic box, but also via podcast due to the Extreme excitement around getting nuts. Ooh, oh, thank you so that's much. wonderful.
3: Yes, I'm glad we could uh, help raise the art form. Well,
4: how much? How much do one of these stadiums cost?
2: You know, usually they don't make it more than one game. Oh. It just goes. It goes bananas out there. Uh, so I would please, say, please,
4: please, it goes bananas.
2: Mayor, bananas. Uh, I'd say it's uh, between two and three million
4: per stadium per game. Yeah, that's right, guys. I like sports as much as the next person. which I don't is think that's accurate. True, I, don't I, don't, think, yeah. I, don't, I like sports le- less than the next person. Right, you've never even made any
2: effort <laughs> to learn about mittens.
4: Yeah, I don't like fantasy sports, and I don't like non-fantasy sports. But that's just a lot of money for the town to shell out for a stadium. But, but you can afford it. How can I afford it?
3: You're a rich businessman who owns the Vermilion Minotaur.
4: First of all, I don't even own the Vermilion it's Minotaur. So miserly. I'm just running it while Otak is off somewhere. That, that reminds me, we've got to
3: go. We've got go to go
4: find Otak. Right. I'm going to put that on the list of things that I'm going to Write do. Okay, yes. And I'm going to be that. proactive about it though. I'm not just going to say yeah. it. I'm going to do something about it. Today's salad. Today. I mean, I didn't. I last week I had a salad. I Where I saw see, you.
0: I Where did you get all the money to fix up the wall that you drove through to kill all those zombies? Oh,
4: I just hung a sheet, and then I painted it like a wall. Oh.
0: <laughs> That's why I was able to fly through that wall.
4: <laughs> That's why um. it's so cold in here.
2: In the yeah. One Groovy Minotaur series, there's this character who's been missing since the first book. His, her name is Sue Shortbread, and everybody's looking to get the uh, Shortbread. Sure. And I, I don't want to spoil it for you, but if you are interested in ways of... Uh, Finding someone that you're looking for, I recommend reading this. It's not. This is not just like good fiction. This is like a how-to when oh. it comes to a, a man hunt or a, or a female hunt or a creature hunt.
4: Oh, yeah. Well, I would love to read it. I've actually been thinking that I'm going to read another book that you've mentioned uh, last time you were here, The Loneliest Lonely Son of Lonely.
2: Oh yeah, by Tom Bigglesworth, the uh, genesis for the the Mittens game.
4: Yeah, I know. When I was at the Dark Lord's house for his birthday party a couple months back, and you know, I was looking around the place, and I looked in his library, he had a whole collection of the whole series. And you know, I, oh my god, the whole series? The whole well, at least at least the first eight books.
2: Yeah, that's it. That's it.
4: There's yeah. eight. So I was thinking I was gonna
2: read those. Yeah, you know they're
3: okay. I mean, they're the basis for Mittens. The, the entire uh, uh, description of the game comes from extrapolating information from the books themselves, uh, even though uh, uh, it doesn't fully explain it. So we sort of had to fill in the gaps a little bit, which is probably where some of the strangeness of uh, Mittens comes, like the idea that people sit in uh, seats and watch it. Right. Yeah. Uh, we, just, we added that part. Bigglesworth uh, doesn't know anything about
2: sports. Let's start with that, and he invented this sport. And uh, my guy, it doesn't make any sense just to start with. And and uh, you know the rest of the book is it's pretty good.
4: Yeah. What is it? What is it about?
2: That's a, well. There's a guy named Lonely. <laughs> okay. Oh. And he's got he's got eleven sons. Okay. Each one born uh, an increasing number of years apart. The second son comes for one year after the first. Two years later, the third son. Three years later, the fourth, and so forth and so on. And so by the time you get to the last son, it's like 13 years in between him and his next closest brother. So he's very lonely. Oh. And uh, and then uh, he, he always calls himself super lonely. And he, then he says he's the loneliest, loneliest son of Lonely, who's Tom Lonely, the protagonist's father. So he goes off to a boarding school. And in that boarding school, he ends up befriending uh, like a redheaded boy. And um, uh, there's a girl... There's like a bunch of other white children. Uh, there's like one Asian,
4: hmm. and maybe one. Do you have Asians on Earth? Uh, yeah, we do. Although I don't know if it's the same thing. But please don't answer that question.
0: There are kids who are getting older. They're aging. Oh yes. yeah. Yeah. There's just they're they're aging more
2: quickly than regular kids. Oh. So those are agents. Maybe. Gosh. Maybe to be fair, some of the Brad others, might be
3: aging. Some of the other sections do have uh, uh, there are there are white people and brown people and, yes. and and blue people and orange people and green people and uh, some pink people. There's some representation, but it takes a little while for it to kick in. Yeah,
2: and so like over the course of I don't know eight books, he basically uh, repeatedly saves the world despite otherwise being kind of hapless. Huh. It's seven books
0: in a play, but yeah, stop at seven.
4: I'm going to read the play.
0: (laughs) Oh, don't start that. No, (laughs) no, no,
4: I'm not going to start that. Look, I'm just saying I'm being proactive, and this year I'm going to read eight children's books.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Let's take a quick break, and uh, we'll be right back with uh, Larry Birdman.
1: When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code AUDIO to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code AUDIO at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code AUDIO.
5: This episode is brought in part to you by Audible
4: You know, I don't know how to feel about mittens coming back to Hogs Face. I don't want to be a spoil sport, but it's just so much money for the town to pay for. Maybe can we get the super hoots to pay for the stadium? That's
3: Lord and Lady Super Hoot to you. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, they are
2: without a doubt the most generous, beloved couple. That I can think of in all the Uh
3: Yes, you're very lucky to have met them. Oh, yeah. They are, how are exceedingly they? polite. How are they in Oh, yes, I was just going to ask. How are they in person? Are they, are they as charming as they seem when you watch them on a uh, pop and Lock?
2: Well, it's interesting, because there's a real dichotomy there. Ooh. Uh Because, uh, Arnie, you may not be aware of this, but Lord and Lady Superhoot are what's called an owlbear. Uh, they have the body of a bear and the head of an owl. whole. Oh. Uh, but they also uh, were touched by uh, some sort of magic that allows them to uh, be completely sentient, more or less like a human uh-huh. in their ability to uh, interact with others. So the interesting dichotomy is they couldn't be more friendly. Mm-hmm. And then they sit you down at dinner, and then they just ravage
3: like an entire deer, like oh. right in front of you, just sure.
2: absolutely disgusting. They go to town. On that deer.
3: Well, they can't help the way they eat. It's just the way they are,
2: right? Oh, yeah, sure. I mean, I don't hold it against them. Oh, good. I, I love them. I'm just saying, it's it's quite. It's an odd. You know, you're in there. You 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 go to shake their hand. Yes. They they me- they mean to just shake it lightly. And they're just so powerful, they just throw you right to the yeah. ground. And then once you hit the ground, one of them may try to you know, devour you. Oh, sure. And then the other one you know, will stop them before that occurs. At least I was fortunate in that respect. That is fortunate.
0: Am I correct in uh, hearing through the grapevine that um, they cannot conceive? Is that, is that maybe why they want to call the team the hoop Babies?
2: It's, uh, it's a sore subject, but that's exactly right. Mm. Uh, it turns out uh, owl Bears um, normally... Pretty easily can conceive, um, but uh, the, they can't and they've done
0: like six or eight rounds of i v f and uh, wow.
4: sorry what what is i v f
0: take some i v. Pull that off a wall and you, you f it, ah. yeah. To try and help um, oh, make sure. you more fertile because plants oh. are very fertile. Oh, she sure. just kind of yeah. f that uh, ivy.
4: F that ivy.
2: Well, the way that owlbear copulates, oh. man, I hate to go into details if you don't want them, but please, they I, I uh, they ejaculate their semen onto a plant of okay. some sort, and then the other one rubs against that plant. Okay, and then eventually, via osmosis, it settles into them, and they're able to spawn another owlbear. so
4: someone can get pregnant from that? Well, another okay. owlbear. Oh, okay, but, but not humans? <laughs> that's, that's have you... Wait, hey, hey, what's going on here? Nothing! I'm no, just let's learning, unpack I'm just this. interviewing. Have you been in the cum gardens? <laughs> what's this? And where is this? <laughs> oh, great. The starling fucker <laughs> is disgusted with my behavior. I mean, I'm sorry. The badger who fucked a gorilla <laughs> who fucked a... Clam, an oyster. oyster. Oyster, sorry. I was a gorilla they and don't I had really sex know with an the oyster. Difference, but I'm sure it's. And terrible. to say fuck is to
0: cheapen it. I'm sorry. These were meaningful nights of my life. How would a gorilla make love to a clam?
4: I don't know. How did you get there?
0: I didn't make love to a clam. I made love to an oyster. Oh, you're right. You're There's right. a difference.
2: That reminds me of a great scene in the uh, third book in the One Groovy Minotaur series, where uh, Escalator goes to town with uh, a seafood buffet.
4: With a whole buffet?
2: That's right, but as part of the uh, orgy, uh-huh. he ends up uh, stumbling upon a clue that allows him to solve the crime of uh,
3: the Chilwood Elves. Actually, Ooh. I already had this scene in the book spoiled for me, and I heard that he went to the cheaper buffet. Not the fee A buffet, but the fee B buffet.
4: That's right. Usador. Yes? Did you get bitten by one of those zombies? Yes! Yes. So, oh, that's right. Yep. No, never mind. We knew that. And I have an obsidian
3: hand of pure evil.
4: Oh, that's right. Oh, look, it's growing up my arm. Oh, what do you know? This is this can't nah. That'll probably resolve itself. I it's
3: probably, that could be pretty useful as a Hillsman. Oh, that's very true. Yes, perhaps uh perhaps I'll audition to be on the team.
4: Oh, <laughs> that's right. So if Hogsface gets a mittens team, we could all be on the team potentially. Sure.
3: Tryouts. We gotta have tryouts. I you're going You
2: need a flower, you're gonna need a baskin, you're gonna need a quarterback. 19 hillsmen, and 10 miscellaneous.
4: Oh, wow. What's the coolest position? I guess I I don't think I've ever asked this. Like, what's the coolest position to play?
2: Look, this hurts me to say, because I was a Baskin and a famous Baskin. Yeah. But I've always been a little jealous of the quarterback. Really? Really. Yeah, I think the quarterback is a very exciting position. What makes it so cool? Just that, uh, you know, the Baskin, you have so many different things that you have to do. Yeah. Hundreds of things. Whereas the quarterback, you know, you get to kind of survey the whole field, determine what needs to be done, sit down, type out a telegram, have the telegram then put into firework displays, which is the only way you're allowed to communicate with your teammates. You probably don't know this, having not yet gone to a minions game. But you can't, you know, yell or scream out plays, so you have to to get them to the quarterback. He types them into a telegram, turned into fireworks,
3: shot in the air. You read the code. And I just have always thought that's pretty neat. That is pretty cool. Mr. Birdman, you make a very good point. It is a shame that Arnold has not yet seen a mitten's game, and I think we should add to Arnold's list of things to do,
0: taking him to a mitten's game. You're going to read eight children's books this year, and mm-hmm. you're going to go to a mitten's game.
4: Well, yeah, and I'm going to defeat the Void, the Dark Lord, make Hog's face better, start season two of Offices and Bosses. Yeah, right. Ra- get back to my wife and child, raise this orphan child Brad. Um, I'm sure I'm forgetting some other things. Arnie, lad. That's Brad. Save-O-Talk. save o we got to save o If he's alive, which I'm sure he is. Probably. But yeah, I'd love to see a Mittens game. And you know what? I'd love to see a Mittens game here in Hog's Face.
2: Oh, that's what I wanted to hear. It excites me to tell you that I have been accredited by the huh? Confederation to come and allow you, as the triumvirate leaders of Hog's Face, mm-hmm. one spot On the voting commission To determine A. Whether there will be mittens In Hog's face And B. If so Who shall
0: be the owner of The mittens team I mean you know what my vote is Because I as mayor already Pronounced it But what do you two think? It has to be Lord and Lady Superhoot
4: Yeah Unless We can use this as a way To lure Mysterious Anonymous Onto the podcast Oh And figure out Who this person is. He makes a good point. Unless, of course, as just a name, Mysterious Anonymous, and they are neither mysterious nor anonymous. They just seem that way because we don't know anything about them. What if, instead of giving the team to Mysterious Anonymous outright,
3: we demand that they all appear here before us to make their case? That way we get to meet Lord and Lady Superhoot, which would be a delight for me. And we get to meet... Mysterious Anonymous, and suss out his true purpose, or hers, or its, and will meet the hedge fund people and discover what evil plants they wish to plant.
0: Am I the only one who loves saying Hoot Babies? It is fun to say. Hoop babies is a wonderful name.
2: <laughs> yeah, the cheers just write themselves. I, I, lo- I like your idea. It reminds me in Three Randy Centaurs, which is the third in the One Groovy Minotaur series. There's this great scene, and I hate to spoil it, but I'm going to. Oh, that's all right. That's where Jack Escalator, who's kind of nemesis is this guy named Nat Chandelier. <laughs> and Nat Chandelier has got all these designs on basically destroying Jack Escalator and, uh, you know, all of Jack Escalator's kind of compatriots. Nick Cigarette? Yeah, Nick Cigarette for one, absolutely. And so what he does, what Jack Escalator does at the suggestion of Betsy Typewriter who is the only match for Jack Escalator in terms of both wits and just sexual capacity. Ooh, capacity. And, yeah, just stamina. <laughs> it's amazing. It's th- Some of these scenes, are they <laughs> jump off the page. So there's this scene where Betsy and Jack get together and they set up this plan uh-huh. where they bring in... Nat Chandelier, knowing the one thing that he truly wants, and which I won't spoil, mm. and they uh, they set up this whole thing where if he comes and reveals himself, he'll give away his dastardly plans. And I don't want to tell you because it's the second climax of three Randy Centaurs um, but it is worth the read. I oh.
0: must read these books. Yeah, They're terrific.
4: I'm going to get these books and, and how many?
0: And just... How many climaxes are in that book? Uh, at least two dozen in in every one of the books. Wow, that's a lot of
3: climax capacity. Oh, for Arnold's sake, a typewriter is a machine that writes a letter, and a chandelier is a living fireball made out of gems that lives on your ceiling.
4: And a
0: climax is when you're having sex and someone is uh, satisfied.
4: Oh, yeah, never... Well, Larry, I'm very excited for our plan moving forward to bring Mittens back to Hogsface.
2: Uh, me too. I can't wait. Uh, I've always thought Hogsface is a great mittens city and a great Mittens town and a great Mittens community. And I, it's really pained me that uh, you lost the team you know, following the destruction of Flower and all that yeah, a couple of years that ago. That was my
4: bad. So I guess, in a way, I do owe the city of Hogsface millions and millions of golden gems. Mm-hmm. Which I don't have, but... Because you know it's who miserly. does. miserly. The super hoots. Oh, I can't wait to meet them. I'm excited for this plan. But you know what else I'm excited about? Chunt, do you have any emails?
0: Uh, yeah, I got an email here. You can email me always at chunt at gmail.com. That's chunt with six Ts. Uh, this is from Diana. Diana says, hey, Chunt. I don't know if you know about Netflix from Arnie, but there's a show on it called Bright starring Will Smith, and it is up your alley. Will Smith what? Will Smith... What Arnie? What is what is Smith going to do? What are they asking he will do? Will Smith?
4: I mean, probably to get jiggy with it. All right. Oh, Smith sounds pretty cool.
0: Um, on the show, there is a dark lord and a whole bunch of orcs, elves, fairies, etc. I wonder if this show is a documentary as well. As always, thanks for
4: making my day with your podcast, Diana. What is uh, Netflix? Uh, Netflix? It's it's just like it's like mittens, you know. It's just like a reason to live. It's a sport. Um no, it's just like a thing to watch and just kind of and it just keeps going endlessly. It's Can I murder a horse to see it? I don't know, you could try. I mean there's any number of things I would love to see on Netflix, so if well, no, don't murder a horse for me though. No, I will. It's not it's not worth it's not worth a horse's life. Horse. Oh no, you Sidor.
3: Clearly
0: an evil horse. <laughs>
4: slit it from ear to ear. <laughs> oh, no. My dad killed a horse. Oh, kid. You I'm used to so proud work. of him. Don't, he's going to learn it from watching you. I'm going to learn to kill a horse myself. That's the whole point of having a child. We're going to have a weird equus situation going uh, on with this kid.
0: One of my dad's secret names is Pasta Cortez.
3: That's how the Italians know me.
4: The Italians?
3: Yes. In Italiana.
4: Uh, well, anyway, uh, you can also email me at magictavern at puppies.supplies. It's a real email address. And, you know, one of the things I'm trying to be proactive about this year is defeating the void and finding the secret weapon in the tavern, which we use the podcast to get help from you, the listeners on Earth. So we've been trying to figure out this painting of Otak's father, Darby. There's a painting of a dead Darby. And some people on Twitter have been trying to send me their ideas on what it might mean. At Andy R-O-F-L-Z-Z wrote, Darby is probably code for Arby's. Have you tried asking there? Uh, And then he tweeted again later, update, went to Arby's, they knew nothing. Fries were okay.
3: You can also contact me on Twitter, at Blue.
4: At Charlene519 tweeted at us, my Cabbage Patch doll I've had since I was five is named Darby. Yeah, I don't know people on earth are supposed to help us sort of figure some of this out at nation of lee tweeted terence trent dot 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 question mark look the only person that seems to have something helpful is the same person that helped us out with the clue behind the burger king is it smith will smith help us out will smith help us out uh someday i hope smith will help us smith, out. Does it work smith if you're listening please help us out but we did get some help from at mess girl who sent me an image from Google Maps. There's a place in the UK called Darby End. And the Darby in
3: that painting has come to his end.
4: Yeah, he's dead. And let me read this here from Wikipedia, which is also in this image that she tweeted at us. Darby End Halt was a station on the former Great Western Railway's Bumble Hole Line. So I, I guess Darby End is a place below Bumble Hole? Oh, well, there's a picture of... Bumble, too, right? Yeah, I thought that name sounded familiar. Bumble. Who's Bumble? Uh, Blemish's father. Bumblehole. Butthole? Blemish's father's butthole died, and that's eventually what killed him, right?
3: Right. His butthole died, and that's what killed him.
4: And we have that painting of Blemish's father's butthole, right?
3: Oh, yes. It's
4: one of my favorites. (laughs) It's one of your favorites? (laughs) Yeah, I like it. Okay. Well, let's try putting the painting above the Darby painting.
3: Okay. Uh, yes, I, I I put it right behind you so you don't have to look at it and I can see it.
4: Oh, that's what's been behind me this whole time.
3: <laughs> yes, <laughs> it gives me quite a laugh. That's why I like it. Here, <clears throat> now if you hang it up above. Uh, oh, there! Oh, <gasps> what's going? The wall—it's shifting, moving about, opening up. Oh, and inside, what be this? This is one of the rarest artifacts you can find—a magical trap. An astral trap. Ass trap. This trap we cannot found an only. An trap? Yes, astral trap. This trap. It doesn't just trap a person or a creature, it can draw in a
0: creature across
3: the dimension
0: <gasps> and trap them within it. Misty. Mysterious, what was his name? Anonymous. Its name, let's catch Mysterious
4: Anonymous. But he's in this dimension, right? Yeah.
3: Well, would work on him too, but with this very trap, we could capture a creature from another dimension, like uh, perhaps the Void, although it might not be big enough for the Void, I know not, Ooh. or uh, uh, the Trans-Dimensional Delivery Man, or... Um, yeah,
0: we could also catch that guy, Craig, that, that Kennedy Space Center told us about.
3: Or was it Greg?
0: Greg
4: in space...
3: Greg or Craig? Greg and Craig. Something
4: like that. I, I still think they were trying to get in touch with Radiolab. Could be. Well, I'm glad that we found this ass trap. If it
2: has unlimited uses, if you could get Dick Wizardry in here, I'd appreciate that, too. I'll do my best. Yeah, he, he bolted into another dimension to get out of the fact that he's been killing my wives and trying to frame me for it. <laughs> wow. What, what a, a dick.
4: Yeah, we haven't heard about your rival in a while, so he escaped to another dimension?
2: Yeah, it finally came out much to my pleasure. That indeed he was super guilty of framing me, and in fact he was—he kept a diary, uh, writing all of it down, and then that got found by. Uh... Anyway, it and was. the jury
4: a... found him super guilty. He
2: was. He was found super guilty, and just at that moment, pap, gone, into uh, a different dimension. Do you know what dimension he went to? I—I I think it's. Uh, I'm not sure. It's whatever it is. It's probably the worst one. It's probably the dimension that most favors, like, just ass bags who have coasted on talent without working hard and then frame people that they're used to be friends with. So if there's a specific dimension for that, that's where Dick Wizardry is at. It could be the one with the sharks that
4: have nice breasts. Oh, probably. That sounds about right. Oh, but look. Where the Darby painting used to be, there's a bunch of runes and texts. Guys. Another clue. Are we excited for another clue? Sure. Okay. I think it on the bottom it says wakes and it's kind of dusty above what, what is it above here? V E R T E R R I L A X. Vertilax? Verteralax? Verteralax wakes. And beneath it is just a a keypad with numbers on it. (laughs) A keypad? What is a keypad? It's just like a bunch of numbers that you push. That sounds stupid. Verteralax wakes.
3: Here, I'll push
0: all the numbers. (gasps) I've got it. Yeah? No, Arnie, hold still, I've got it. There's a piece of ivy with cum on it stuck to your back.
4: Oh, (laughs) that's not mine. (laughs) Verteralax... But Terralax, how do I know that name? Sounds like Spintex. Sounds familiar to me, too. Is
0: that Spintex's dad?
3: I must spend some time studying these runes upon the wall and upon this ass trap. See? So,
0: isn't that a good name for it? Yeah, it's pretty good.
3: But in time, I shall unlock both of their secrets.
4: I think if you just tap that ass trap, you'll figure it out. Yes,
2: nothing yet. Lacey Astrap is one of the great characters in yeah. the fourth book. <laughs> I've got
3: to read these books.
1: Well, when Bumble Hole starts trending on Twitter, don't come crying to me. Usador the Wizard was played by Matt Young, bringing his usual Ugh. Chunt the Starling was played by Adol Refai. Larry Birdman, Commissioner of the Foon Mittens League, was played by special guest Rush Howell. Hello from the Magic Tavern is produced by Arnie Niekamp, Jack Escalator, and Evan Jakover. This episode edited by Garrett Schultz. Well, look who's finally out of the shower, where I can only assume he was acting out the entirety of Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Craig, care to join in the fun while I fire up the electron microscope to see how much hot water is left? Sorry, I, um... I fell asleep in there. Uh, let's see. Music by Andy Poland. Logo by Allard Laban. Additional audio effects by Jason Knox. Production assistance by Garrett Schultz. Visit us at aloforthemagictavern.com or on Facebook or Twitter or on Reddit. You can chat about the show at r slash magic tavern or r earwolf or really anywhere now that I think about it. I mean, hop over to r Riverdale and let those guys know who really
4: started the trend of playfully murderous fantasy protagonists. You know? Well,
1: uh, thanks to the Chicago Podcast Co-op and thanks to Earwolf. See you next week.
5: Are you tired of dating assholes? Do you want a Prince Charming? If so, we're filming a reality show. Sign up here.
1: 12 American women are flown over to the UK for a bachelor-style reality dating show.
5: There are so many questions about a show like this because it's so odd.
1: These women have been told that they were going to be dating the world's most eligible bachelor, Prince Harry.
0: What? Y'all playing with me, right?
1: You can binge The Bachelor of Buckingham Palace exclusively on Wondery+. Join Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts or the Wondery app.